It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 801, Minimalist Do-Over, Seven Things I'd Do Differently, by Brit, with nosidebar.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, just like an audiobook, but free of charge, mostly from blogs, but sometimes from books, and always with permission from the websites. Today's post for Minimalist Monday comes from a guest author on No Sidebar, Brit, who actually has her own blog called Tiny Ambitions, an online space dedicated to documenting her journey to simplify her life with the ultimate goal of building her very own tiny house. You can find that at tinyambitions.com. For now, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Minimalist Do-Over, Seven Things I'd Do Differently by Brit with nosidebar.com. I've been calling myself a minimalist for almost five years. In that time frame, I've purged 75% of my stuff, decluttered my digital and social lives, and made good headway in breaking my compulsive shopping tendencies. But now that I'm five years in, I've had the chance to reflect. If I became a minimalist today, there are a few things I would do differently. Number one, I would have gone slower. After months of reading about minimalism, I finally kickstarted my journey by playing the Minimalist Men's Game. Over the course of a month, I decluttered over 400 things from all areas of my life, clothes, kitchen stuff, books, electronics. But like I've said before, I'm both impatient and a methodical turtle. If I got to go back and do it over again, I'd spread it out over two to three months. That way, I would have the time to really interrogate what I wanted to keep in my life and what I wanted to pass on to someone else. Minimalism for me is all about making mindful decisions. And I'm sad to say I wasn't very mindful when I first started out. I just wanted everything gone. Which brings me to number two. Number two, I would have reused, repurposed, and reclaimed. This is a big one for me. I donated and tossed so much stuff at the beginning of my minimalist journey that I'm certain I missed opportunities to reuse, repurpose, and reclaim items. Riffing off of our next life's use it up challenge, I truly believe we have a responsibility to utilize as much of the stuff we own to the best of our abilities before we minimize it from our lives. Jars from old beauty products can be used for other purposes. I use an old deodorant jar to hold hand cream at work. Unwanted clothing can be given a new life. Think t-shirt quilt. Old books can be turned into a million different useful things. Pinterest is very helpful here. Still, some things just can't be reworked to fit into your life, which is where number three comes in. Number three, I would have chosen to donate the right way. At the beginning of my decluttering journey, I dropped everything off at my local Value Village, a secondhand charity store for non-North Americans. Knowing what I know now about where our stuff actually ends up, I'd be much more particular about where I donate now. These days, I donate beauty products I can't use to Project Beauty Share. And when I do another closet clean out soon, I'm gonna take the items to a local women's shelter. I live in Northern Ontario, so winter clothes are at a premium for our homeless population. I'm gonna hold on to those items, plus hats, mitts, and blankets until they are needed again next year. It will take more time and effort to donate this way, but being mindful in this crucial part of my minimalism journey will ensure my unused stuff is better utilized by those who can actually use it. Number four, I would have told my family sooner. 
Even though I have been a minimalist for almost five years now, I've never actually had the I'm a minimalist conversation outright with any of them. I've told them I don't want or need gifts or any other material objects, but, and this is crucial to their respect of that decision, I've never actually told them why. I think if I had, it would have made the thanks but no thanks conversations a little easier because it wouldn't have been coming out of left field. Number five, I would have cut myself more slack. Over the years, I found myself getting sucked into the minimalist ideal, and it often left me with a feeling of inadequacy because my life didn't look like the pictures of other minimalist lifestyle bloggers, aka white rooms, empty, modern. I've spoken about the issues I have with minimalist design in a past episode of Tiny Bites, and I stand by that. My minimalist life looks exactly the way it should, like my life and no one else's. If we're all aspiring to look like the same version of minimalism that we've seen perfected on Instagram, how different and unique actually is that? Number six, I would have enjoyed the journey. Once I got myself out from under the mountain of stuff that was suffocating my life, I realized I wasn't the person I thought I was. I learned a lot about myself during the decluttering process, and I wish I had savored those experiences and that learning process when it was happening in real time. It's a weird and wonderful feeling to realize who you actually are. And there's one thing I know for sure, I am not my stuff. Number seven, I would have started sooner. Looking back now and realizing how much I've simplified my life compared to what it looked like, if I got to do it again, I'd start sooner. I wouldn't waste another second shopping online to buy something to impress other people. I would stop saying yes just to be polite when no is what I needed to say. Most of all, I would start trusting that I know the right path for me, even if it looks different than what everyone else thinks my life should be. I would also start blogging about it on day one. I can't imagine where Tiny Ambitions would be today if I'd taken that next step and put my journey online as soon as I started. A life with no regrets. I just wanna say that I have absolutely no regrets about how my minimalist journey has unfolded. Regrets imply that I did something wrong or that I'm ashamed, and nothing could be further from the truth. My journey has been slow, fast, weird, and wonderful, and I'm so glad I've had the opportunity to share it with you. Is there anything you'd do differently if you had the chance to restart your minimalism or simple life or slow living journey today? You just listened to the post titled Minimalist Do-Over, Seven Things I'd Do Differently, by Brit with no sidebar.com. So if you haven't heard of the minimalist men's game, usually you'll hear about it at the end of the month because it's a challenge that you start on the first of the month and each day of the month you get rid of that many items. So on the first of the month, you get rid of just one item, on the second day of the month, two items and so on. It gets difficult for sure, it's not easy. That's why they call it a challenge, but you can make it fun and compete to see who lasts the longest, like with a friend or family member or go it alone and see how long you can do it. If you make it a full month, you'll have gotten rid of around 500 items. So yeah, it's a lot, but try it out, whatever works for you. I'll leave it there for today. I hope you're having a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.